0: It's time to lead the people. The show for aspiring leaders at every level. If you want to boost your self-confidence, get noticed, and maximize your impact by leading others, you're in the right place. I'm your host, Matt Pepsell. Ready to lead? Follow me. All right, thanks and welcome to the show. I'm going to start the show a little bit different today with a segment that I call Mystery Quest. Mystery Quest where I get to bring on a subject matter expert and ask them questions to try to find a connection to a leadership lesson. I'm joined today. Why don't you tell us, guest, mystery guest, where you're from and what your area of expertise is for today's show.
1: I'm from Denver, and my area of expertise is the legal hemp and cannabis market.
0: There you go. I've been looking forward to this conversation. It's an area that I know absolutely nothing about. I understand that you were a wholesaler. You represented, kind of built a bridge, is that right, between... Uh, would it be growers and, and who? I don't even know exactly how this worked.
1: Exactly. Yeah, we created a technology platform that connected the growers to the dispensaries and also connected the edible manufacturers to both the raw material and the retailers.
0: Okay. So there are various, would it be plants or products? Like what what is the actual being wholesaled here?
1: Uh, it would be wholesale flour, um, and okay. then retailing the the MIPS. So the edible products like infused gummies or chocolates or whatever it is. Cool. But largely okay. we largely we brokered the flower transactions.
0: Okay. So I was thinking I probably know maybe five or six or seven different words for marijuana, but I I, I was trying to think how many products you must have represented. Would you say it was more than 10, 20? How many different products it must be more than that?
1: Oh, I mean, there's there's hundreds of strains. So you've got um, Indica and Sativa are the main two types of cannabis. And then among those, there's there's also hybrids. And then there's tons and tons and tons of different strains. Every store or grower has their own names. So it the variety is
0: endless. So what explains some of the variety? Like, why why did there end up being so many different types of products from the consumer's perspective? Why do I need hundreds of different options?
1: Well, the growers enjoy playing with the genetics to create different types of flowers. So they have slightly different smells, um, they have different flavors, and then they have different compositions of cannabinoids. So you can grow a really CBD-rich plant. Um, you can also really play with the amount of THC. So what we've seen the market, people love, love the strong, the strong THC plants, um, you know, over 20%, but it can range anywhere from zero to weigh over 20 percent thc and that tends to create different strains
0: wow and so then if they come up with something and they put a product in the market then it still has to have some amount of demand for it to be successful right are they watching to see do they watch sales i guess orders to see if if they've got a winner because there's well there was some experimentation that took place there
1: yeah so the wholesale growers are producing you know large, large amounts of each strain. So we're talking, you know, tens, hundreds of pounds. And then that's moving to the retailers. And then the retailers are navigating which of their strains are most popular and are able to move the quickest. Um, Some dispensaries are vertically integrated, so they grow their own product and then some completely wholesale. And some do a mixture of both.
0: Okay. All right. This is challenging. This is challenging. So I take these, these opportunities and try to find the leadership lessons. And so here's what I'm thinking. I think that a leader in a given organization has to try different techniques. They can draw upon sort of standard practice. But at the same time, you go through this, This you have this toolkit, almost like a catalog, if you will. And they go through and try to say, like, what does the situation really call for? What do I want to try to attempt? And uh, try to put that into practice just to see what sort of response you get. So there's a little bit of a feedback mechanism for leaders as well, just like the retailers finding, hey, here's something that's hot. It's new. I want to try it. Maybe it sells, maybe it doesn't. I'll do more of it. I'll do less of it and try to, try to read the audience a little bit.
1: Absolutely, and what our product um, really provided was data. Before our wholesale marketplace, it was online. Everybody was transacting by phone. So, would you like to buy this? I don't know. It's the best stuff. Get it while get it while it's here. And we provided data transparency, so you could actually see how many times has this been viewed, how many connections are there over this, what are the average prices, are you getting worked, where are the lab test results, and so the ability to make data driven decisions was really what we contributed to the market.
0: All right. Very cool. And it was a big success for you, I know. And we're going to spend the rest of the show talking about your newest venture. So clearly, uh, our, I'll give you a proper introduction now. Our guest has uh, deep experience with both uh, legal hemp and cannabis markets. Uh, we talked a little bit about the, the wholesale experience, the business that you built up and, and sold. And now you're currently the CEO of GHE, which is a line of self-care products designed to elevate performance and enhance balance from the inside out. And I know that you're also an advocate for mental health and mind, body wellness. Everyone say hello to Jennifer Beck. Thank you so much, Jennifer, being here.
1: Thank you so much for having me. All
0: we'll right, we're gonna start right at the top. Can you please introduce us to Jihee and just tell me a little bit about your vision for your line of wellness products?
1: Absolutely. When we came from the cannabis industry, we really understood the sourcing and we were watching what was going into the majority of CBD products reaching the market. The majority are white labeled. So they come from large manufacturers that are putting out tons of lotion and then throwing CBD in. And it becomes all about how many milligrams for my price. And we didn't believe that that really did justice to CBD as a powerful ingredient. Um, So what we did was we developed a proprietary line. We have a, a body balm, a face serum, and a sleep tincture that together nourish all the layers of the endocannabinoid system, but they're supported by other active ingredients and a lot of rich botanicals with no water, no fillers. They're really high performance products. So it activates and improves the results and the experience of CBD.
0: So this medley, this concoction of both the CBD, but you're surrounding it, you mentioned it, complementing it with other ingredients to really enhance the overall holistic effect of the, of the product in that case. Exactly. Okay, cool. Yeah, I, I didn't, um, uh, you mentioned sleep. Tell me a little bit more. You used a term there I wasn't familiar with. Yes,
1: a sleep tincture. So <laughs> tincture. we so there's two ways um, to incorporate CBD into your lifestyle. One is topically, and one is orally, and they work very differently because topical CBD works in the dermis. It works in the actual skin. We have endocannabinoid receptors um, in the body, the central nervous system, in the brain. Our major organs are all affected by the endocannabinoid system, which really helps restore balance. So sleep-wake cycle, mood, appetite, memory, those are the functions we're looking at when we're taking oral CBD. Um, The most effective way to take oral CBD is through a tincture. So it's a in a dropper and you put it under the tongue for about 20 seconds, and then it goes right into the bloodstream versus eating like a gummy or something which has to move through our digestive tract. So our tincture is beautiful because the majority of tinctures out there are very thick, very hempy, very hard to swallow. Ours is beautiful. It's clear. It's like a sweet orange clove and it has these complementary ingredients to help you relax and move into a deep sleep a bunch of beautiful herbs, a little bit of melatonin. And so you can use it nightly. It's non-habit forming to help you sleep. But as you use it over time, it's actually helping restore the depth um, and the intensity of your sleep in general.
0: Very cool. I had a couple of weeks ago, I had the opportunity to talk to Colin McIntosh. He's the CEO of a a bedding company, sustainable bedding called Sheets and Giggles.
1: Oh, we we use Sheets and Giggles at home.
0: Yeah. You know, Colin's stuff. What a great company. But we talked all about sleep and he he was teaching me about uh, REM sleep and and how to get uh, restorative sleep, right? And how critical it is for leaders. So between his sheets and your tincture, I think I'm going to be all set. I need that beauty sleep, you know?
1: <laughs> Absolutely.
0: So I saw when you, uh, I was on the website and I saw you used a term that I found really curious. And I want to uh, double click on it with you, which is self-centered wellness, self-centered wellness. What does that mean and why is it important? I, you know, obviously my audience is made up of leaders. What should leaders know and, and why is self-centered wellness important?
1: Yeah. So self-centered wellness is a mind-body practice that advocates reorienting inward and providing the tools and support that you need to navigate that journey. So as leaders, we are bombarded with stress and information. And what we need is resilience and endurance. We need time in the game, and we need the ability to clear our heads and listen to ourselves. You're constantly going to be getting feedback from the outside world, which you need to be able to digest and incorporate into a bigger, clearer, more resilient strategy, our products, um, our tools, we have meditations, we have bullet journals. And then just uh, the philosophies behind Jihi really encourage leaders and everyone to take the time to come within, to take care of ourselves, exercise, recover, rest, so that we have endurance, we have clarity, and we have that inner compass that can guide us more effectively than if we're just bouncing around with all the stimuli around us. And that gives us the ability To continue bringing in information without it overwhelming us or bringing us off course,
0: I think the leaders, in in particular, it's it's very easy to get so absorbed in everything going on around you, and so much of what you're trying to put up often are external results or try to lead your team and your team's performance, and you lose sight of that that sort of that inner bit. So I really like how you're describing Jennifer how the how that that. being really mindful and attuned to yourself and and then what you can do about it that that sounds like it can make a big difference
1: a huge difference and why we love the phrase self-centered wellness is because it's a little agitating when you first hear it the idea of self-centeredness is not something that we value, especially in our culture, which is heavy on martyrdom, burnout. Whoever puts the most out and pushes the furthest cares the most or gives the most to their business. And what we think is it's the opposite. Being self-centered and being centered within gives us the resilience, the endurance, um, the strength, and the clarity of mind to be great leaders and really give to our organizations.
0: I have a military background. And when I first uh, became a, a civilian leader for the first time, and I managed other people, I thought I had to put on this brave face, you know, and not really admit any sort of weakness. And that, that served us well back in back before. But I know that over time, I, I, I really embraced sort of being human at work. And, and over this most recent 15 months, so certainly being vulnerable and saying, like, I need it. I need a day. I need to take care of myself. And being super transparent about that seems to really be resonating especially with Gen Z and millennial leaders, I find now are really appreciating sort of be admitting like when, hey, you know what, I need to to focus on myself a little bit, either take an extra vacation bit or, or share a technique. Is that is that something you're seeing? Is Is this a trend that we're seeing? Or do you think that that was happening even before the pandemic? Or where are we at with that?
1: Yeah, I think the pandemic has really exacerbated it and we've really begun to place a priority on our mental health. And I think we're beginning to question um, the paradigms, like you say, you know, coming from a military background and even then hearing your verbiage, which is, you know, I admit I need a day off we immediately think, okay, now I'm admitting I'm in over my head. I'm admitting I need help versus incorporating self-care, rest, resilience into our lifestyle as a way of activating our power and accessing our intuition, our knowledge. A lot of that comes from quiet. I mean, I think you'll find if you're pushing, 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 putting things out there, meeting with people, getting the job done, and then you take a day and you, you know, we're in Denver, you go for a hike. I usually find on that hike, I come up with five or six different different things that allow themselves to kind of bubble up that are game changers that that change my strategy that shift me back into my own big picture when we're constantly just living with feedback and we're responding to the people around us or we're reacting to yeses and nos, we're not navigating our path and as leaders that's our job is to see further than the fog of war to have a vision that we that we're manifesting that other people can't see and the ability to tune back in and check in with that vision I think is absolutely essential and performance oriented.
0: Yeah. The way you're describing it, being self-centered in this case, self-aware and and practicing self-care, these are not selfish acts. These are, are selfless in a sense because now new ideas are coming in. You have a team of people who are counting on you. Uh, and, and you can tell that I'm only partway through my journey because I've still got a lot of that that baggage and hang up around admitting you know, that I, that I need something. That might be the first step. It's like, well, why do you have to admit anything? It's really, really, really true. I like to say that in my case, it's not that I'm selfish. I'm just self-absorbed. There's a difference. Firstborn <laughs> child, you know, it's like I, 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 that's how it works. It's okay.
1: Well, you know, the idea of jihi. the name jihi means compassion and ji means to spread joy and He means to ease pain. And what we loved about jihi and self-centered wellness is in a lot of Eastern and energetic work, your heart space is where you hold relationships with others, but really it's where you hold the pictures of yourself. And so what we believe is that when you're compassionate with yourself, um, when we come within, we have to practice things like Grace. We have to practice patience. You can't come in and just beat yourself up. That's not self-centered wellness. When we practice that compassion with ourselves, it reflects to how we to how we teach, to how we lead, to how we work with our customers. Um, And so, I believe that it's it's gentle but really powerful.
0: Now, Jiki is a relatively new company, and I was reading that uh, as a leader, you had a tough decision to make. You decided to launch this company, but then it meant making a really tough decision at at a. Pretty tough time as the as the pandemic started to settle in. You want to tell us a little bit about what was your leadership approach as you made a decision of what do we do now?
1: (laughs) And that's a great question. Yeah, so when we started the company, it was a really different world. It was 2019. We went into R and D. We were really excited about these formulations, and then as COVID began to Come in and take over our world. It impacted everything from, you know, sourcing, manufacturing, getting things to warehouses. All of these pieces that needed to come into place. And so by the time, you know, we had the product, we were ready to go live. It was a really unideal time. It was January, so we just missed the holidays. It's kind of this dead season, and it's the middle of a pandemic, which is challenging because you're not getting that feedback. You know, the feedback that I speak so much about that we need to figure out how to be resilient against is the feedback that a business thrives on. You need constant you know, you need to be giving that sales pitch and seeing where someone's face lights up and where you lose them. You need customer feedback. You need to be able to see and talk and engage with people. It's it's the cornerstone of understanding how your business operates in the environment. It does not, I you know, it's not an isolated thing. So launching into a pandemic in January was the least ideal situation, but we were completely ready and we decided to just go for it. And which is a great leadership approach, just go for it. Sometimes you got to just do it and it ended up i think being a real blessing in disguise because we ended up having kind of this 5 months of operating you know in a in a different kind of space but we were able to really refine the brand, really refine our customer flow, really understand our processes. And now that we have loyal customers, we really understand the business and the world is open back up again. We're moving into a real scaling mode. So I'm grateful that we didn't have that pressure so much in the spring. And and I think it's been some organic divine timing at the end of the day.
0: Well, that's good. And I think you're well positioned now. I I think that the positive acceleration we've seen towards self-care and and, and these types of self-awareness that was brought on by the pandemic, I I think is going to be here to stay based on my conversation with leaders. They realize that more than ever, life is short. Things may return to whatever the next normal is going to be, but that making my own wellness a priority is not going to change. And I, I think that that's going to be something that stays with us And and the types of products that you are, uh, you know, building and promoting, I think, are going to have a, a bigger place than they had in our lives before. So, while it was uh, a difficult decision to make, I, I really, I hope that you're you're finding that you know the market is definitely sw- is swinging in your direction even more fast, even more aggressively than it was before.
1: Thank you. We are seeing that. And I think that people have come to value their bodies, their bodies as both, you know, at the end of the day, when we were all locked inside, we are still living in our bodies. We still have to stay comfortable in our bodies. We have to manage our mental health. And we all realized how precious our bodies are. Suddenly we really felt that existential fear, that existential crisis, which, you know, we we're so lucky to not always be thinking about that, you know, in, in our modern society. And it's really easy to take our bodies and our health for granted. I think there was a huge cultural paradigm shift and now, if we can you know bake those lessons into wisdom moving forward, I think we're going to be so much stronger individually and as a collective.
0: And I think even the most tough minded uh, leaders might have to reconcile the fact that there are high achievers who absolutely espouse these practices. And So I was gonna ask you, Jennifer, it, can you talk about any sort of specific in terms of high achievers? What sort of self-care routines, what kinds of techniques or products do you find are are common among those high performers?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, our products, GE was designed for high achievers. It's designed for everyone, but it's really designed for high achievers. Um, so everything from believe exercise is incredibly important. I'm a huge lover of the Peloton. Um, my husband hasn't missed a day in I think like five months. I miss a couple days a month, but we love, love, love that quick exercise and then being able to recover. That's where our bomb, that's where the tincture come in. Sleep can be really challenging when you're a leader and an entrepreneur. You know, It's really easy to have your day get booked up. And all of a sudden in the middle of the night is when you start working through things. So one of the beauties of our sleep tincture is that it actually helps you go back to sleep in the middle of the night and stay asleep. A restful, mind is so much more productive, so much more efficient, and so much more patient. Um, we, I am also a huge personal fan of meditation. When I discovered, I do a lot of energy meditation, so learning how to kind of ground, clear, move people's energy out of my space, that has been absolutely transformative for me. Um, We offer meditations on the website, ways to drop your day, ways to kind of manifest the future, ways to tune in with self-centered wellness and look at our blocks. The ability to look, to go come inside and look at our feelings and emotions with neutrality and allow them to pass allows us to act, to come back into that bigger plan and that bigger strategy without being moved by the employee, the no, the, the problem of the day, the stock market which when they start to interfere with our decision-making bounces us around.
0: I love it. I I think that in my experience, leadership is a full contact sport. It's just, it's all consuming when you're doing it right. And I love the holistic approach that you're describing on GE. It's talking about the meditation and the products and everything all together, because it all has to work together and it can. So I I really appreciate you sharing everything that that you're working on. Uh, I wish you tremendous success uh, before I let you go, where can my listeners go to learn more about you and about Jihi?
1: Absolutely. Thank you. Um, so our website is Jihi.com, J-I-H-I. Uh, there's tons of resources, the meditations. We also have bullet journals that help you kind of keep track of your, your lifestyle. They're really neat. Uh, we have lots of resources that are free. And then you can learn about CBD, the products, and we would welcome you to, to join the community and follow along in any way that serves you.
0: Fantastic. I'm going to include those links in the show notes and in the episode notes and description as well. Jennifer, it's been great having you today. Thanks so much for coming on the show and sharing your wisdom with us.
1: Thank you so much, Matt. It's been really fun.
0: Here are my quintessential top three takeaways from today's show one, self centered care isn't selfish. You take care of you for me, and I'll take care of me for you. Two, high achievers prioritize holistic wellness. Our mental health, the way our bodies feel, and the quality of our sleep all show up in our leadership. Three, Nike was right. Just do it. Conditions won't always be ideal, but sometimes you have to press forward anyway. With the benefit of hindsight, the adversity you perceived in the moment may turn out to be an advantage in the end. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider hitting the subscribe button in your favorite podcast app. Thanks for making this investment in your leadership ability, and thanks for sharing this podcast with another aspiring leader who needs to hear it. All right, leaders, until next time, don't just manage the business when you can lead the people.
1: My area of expertise is the legal hemp and cannabis market.
0: There you go. I've been looking forward to this conversation. It's an area that I know absolutely nothing about.